just kind of uh, the audacity the of it. Yeah, it's just kind of very basic, which is what it's good for. But you know, yeah. So Josh, you were uh, you were talking real technical about computers earlier. You said that's just how people do laptops. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. They just so, never turn them off. Right? Yeah, you just never turn. Them <laughs> I mean, off. I turn them so off. So you have to like, turn them on. Well, I mean, depends what I'm looking at. But uh, Ooh, like, I I, boop. <laughs> I, uh, I just leave them on. I, I probably like turn it off once a week, if even, just yeah, so I turn it can mine do like updates or anything. But I, I don't know what the big hang up is. I feel like it's like, is this like the big cultural divide? Like who leaves their computer <laughs> on and who doesn't? Like, well, well not if you care about the planet, phones now. I mean, if you don't want the world to burn but and heat up mode, at an astronomical rate, how, how much what, electricity are you using in sleep mode though? Yeah. I mean, more than you would if you just turned your fucking computer well, off. Every you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. But like, this is also, this is kind of propaganda too, that you've been fed. By like corporations because they're the ones just polluting and they're and they're like, hey, can you use a paper straw? Can you turn off yeah, your computer because it's yeah. really good? Can you uh, turn it's off really, your water it's while really you're the giant brushing your teeth? Industrial laptops that are running all the time. It's <laughs> exactly. not the personal laptops. It's, it's all the, it's all the CO two that the IBM computers that take up an entire city block are using. I, I like the idea yeah. of a giant warehouse with like a laptop like this in it, and they just close the giant top and like, oh, we're yeah, not but turn it that off. That is kind of true with like Amazon cloud services and shit. They they literally have gigantic warehouses in the desert that have to be yeah, like but it doesn't at, like, look sub, like this. Does it have sub, a keyboard on it and shit? Too? Probably <laughs> there's key, there's I guarantee you there are keyboards in that you warehouse. Think I no, I mean like a big giant Jeeves. laptop. You know? Yeah, there's a giant screen at one end of the <laughs> of the warehouse. There's a giant the LCD other. screen. What is the has? This is, I was about to ask a question, and before I could even form it fully, I realized how stupid it was <laughs> and how Please none of you, it. none oh, of you, now you think that. Well, I, I knew that none of you were going to say, Yes, I have done that before, so I just stopped myself. Has anybody ever looked up the largest laptop in the world? No, like that's what I was no, about to ask. To. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's, that's not a stupid question, but it technically but no, be a laptop no. anymore then. It is a stupid question if because really I'm specifically big, asking you three. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, my my I, large son needs a I laptop. Know you morons haven't. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, that's not a moronic thing. You dumb to piece not, of shit. You've never yeah. looked up the biggest laptop. <laughs> I like the idea that like I'm ba- I'm judging people's intelligence by whether they've looked up the most giant of something. Like, <laughs> like hey, hey, you fucking nerd! I bet you've looked up the biggest computer in the world. I don't know what is what like, did Manute Bowles' laptop look like? I bet it was pretty. I was I was kind of wondering that. I got I was using. Uh, yeah, you think Manute when Bowles, Bowles had a custom laptop made yeah. for him? Look Wait, how big his hold lap on, is, Hold man. on, hold on, hold on. Do they make custom giant ass mouses and keyboards for like NBA players? Or do dude, dude, imagine like, they have Manute to Bowl like, trying to use this fucking? Well, okay, mouse. first like, of all, crazy. update your references, Vic. Manute Bowl has not been in the league. <laughs> Since like 1996, we're talk- just talking about his largeness. Him being in the league doesn't have anything to do with it. I know, but also like this was Did prior he stop to being like big? modern laptops. He's he passed now. away. Uh, like oh, he's, he's, so he did stop being big. And, yeah, he passed away because he couldn't find a big enough laptop to help him look up how not to pass away. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to figure out how not away. to die. <laughs> yeah, he passed away. Your in fingers 2010, are too big. So. <laughs> um, but Bol Bol, his son, is in the league. 
So his that's his real name, his like Mario. First Mario and last name or the same? Is Bol Bol? Yeah, Sir Bol. Yep, exactly. Butros Butros Golly. That's not quite the same, but um. Anyway, that's one of those names that always stuck with me as a kid. I think we've talked about that before. Like, for why did I know who Boutros Boutros Gali was as like I a seven year old? I know the name, but I have no idea who that is. He was uh, not fucking uh, United Nations. I think he was like president of the United Nations why did I think when he, I like, was... killed somebody or something. I think that's Sirhan Sirhan. Oh, okay. that yeah. He killed, killed him with kindness. Man, we are we are flexing our whiteness right now. Oh, like yeah. mixing up all these ethnic names. Like the leader of the world, the, the leader of the United Nations. Why do I think he murdered someone? It's because he has a vaguely has a funny name. He has a vaguely ethnic name. And we're like we're just fucking like slapping it on anything that we've ever come in contact with. Without trying to sound insensitive, Boutros Boutros Gali does sound like a Dragon Ball Z move. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounded like uh, if you get cooties, if you get cooties, it's a thing you do to like get rid of it. <laughs> Boutros Boutros Gali. Circle, circle, square, square. I declare. Yeah, no, 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 it was Ali Ali Oxenfree that killed Please, someone. I was going to say, we are, we are alienating any new viewers. <laughs> listeners immediately. Yeah, yeah. it, it wouldn't be Jort Center otherwise. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, so, yeah, so Josh, so you. Welcome uh, back, Josh. You like Welcome to do back. computers? Yeah, I love like, computers. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. <laughs> cool. What about them turns you on? Um. I don't know. I like uh, I like looking at pictures of uh uh Cynthia Margolis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think we have it on record multiple episodes. You've tried I, to say yeah, her name I, and fail every time. She was like I remember she was like on the Today sh- like she was like the most downloaded woman on the internet yeah. and she was just like of like I bet a she hung blonde, out with a new bowl once or twice. Like she was like the most like like uh, just, I, I I have to say this carefully because like very pretty woman, very very beautiful woman, but like just the most for for babes posing in bikinis, just the most average one you could possibly imagine. And she was like, she had been downloaded like a million times, or it was like the like the early days of the the yeah. I feel AOL like internet as of we that know time it. was like Kathy Ireland too. Yeah, like, exactly. Like at one point on, it was uh, Sunny from the WWF. I remember that because she used she milked that for all of us. Like, I don't I'm think you have to explain why you know that. I think we all. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, oh I'm not. I'm not apologizing <laughs> for this one. <laughs> I think uh, that one rings a bell, so uh-huh. you don't need to explain. Yeah, it was it, like. It's it's like that clip that went around of I think it was like Katie Couric and Bryant Gumble and they were fumbling through how to send an email and you had to use the at symbol. You know, you know what I'm talking about is like 1996 and and just like that quaintness <laughs> of the early internet. I hate you know I'm having a hard time listening to what you're saying. The way Ryan is eating right now. His arm is coming from the side of the screen and it looks like someone else is feeding him. <laughs> it's the funniest looking thing I've ever seen. Ryan, okay. That's Why you do you wait rich. until we're recording to eat? I don't understand this. I feel like it's to spite you. I mean, it is at this point. Like, it absolutely is. But it's also to spite our listeners. Because like, they love hearing that... Yeah, they they the love noises. they love them juicy lips you got. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> those those juicy boy lips. 
<laughs> um, so anyway. cut that out. Okay, so what are you eating? Juliana Margulies. And sin- why are you sin- eating it right now? And do you not wake up more than 30 seconds before you join the Zoom? 45 seconds. Okay, 45 <laughs> seconds. Okay, exactly. what are you eating? What are you eating? I'm just eating a little bit of potato chips. Um, Don't say it all innocently. You're eating potato chips at 9.30 in the morning? You <laughs> can't hate. wait until we're done to eat potato chips? No, man. I'm not even mad at this point. I'm just impressed. I swear to God. I'm not I'm not upset no, I, I don't make any apologies for this. Uh, and technically, the chips I'm eating are actually local. What so <laughs> Give them a plug. Uh, they're called My Dad's Chips. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That just sounds wrong. That just uh, not not even joking. Uh, legit, like some of the best potato chips I've ever had in my life. Oh, I believe nice. it. I like. I, I I will take your uh, word on that. I sure will. I tried I trust some. It. I tried some exotic potato chips yesterday. Oh, that like they showed their titties and like <laughs> is ooh. that what exotic means? I guess Potatoes? exotic dancer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there, there's a smoke shop that's like right around the corner from uh, Reggie's, uh-huh. and I've been trying not to drink much these days. So like I went and got like a gummy. It was like a mostly CBD gummy, so it doesn't like get me too crazy high because I can't right. stand that. But they also, for some reason, the smoke shop has a bunch of like crazy foreign, like Japanese and English snacks and shit. That's which is a perfect combination. Yeah, I mean it's genius. <laughs> I'm just like, like it's surprised why, I've never seen. Why it. head shops didn't specialize that yeah. in that all along i have no idea it's, yeah well these guys are geniuses and they got a corner of the weeaboo market <laughs> yeah exactly so i got a a, ja- a pack of japanese lays <laughs> cucumber flavored oh wow oh and I, I like cucumber a lot so i got them and my god they are disgusting oh, it's like <laughs> one of the worst oh, things man. i've ever you eaten you really in my life. set us up for that damn <laughs> does this place have like a like a punny name so there's a lot of smoke shops in Wilmington that are just like says like smoke shop outside. Okay. I'm sure they have a name, but they don't like yeah, advertise it's like, what the fucking name is. You know, it's like it's gotten to the uh, the beach wear in a mm. shitty southern beach yeah. town level where it's like kings, flings, so, wings, dings. It's like it's, I'm I'm wearing the shirt of the smoke shop I used to work at, which has a punny name. It's High Life. <laughs> yeah. So it sells potato chips and smoking accessories. Yeah. Why don't they just call it laying pipe? We, we made that joke last episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't we? What was it? Like, they sold... What were oh, we yeah, talking about? I wasn't even on the episode, and I know that we, we yeah. made that We joke. Would joke about the smoke shop I worked at. We called it bongs and dongs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Laying pipe. So Keep okay. So, Japanese snacks and... Uh, Man, you couldn't, you That's could, weird. like, visually, you could do bake and sake, but it'd be sake. <laughs> like, if you saw bake sake, and sake. It, yeah, bake and sake. Wake <laughs> uh, and bake and sake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, actually, if you, uh, if you did just a store that sold Japanese snacks, you could do sake and pake. Oh like, yeah, you know those little Japanese candies. There is a, a Jap- there is a Japanese uh, little grocery mart that actually opened up about maybe a mile away from where I live. Uh, apparently, sells like a lot of like really banging snacks and foods, and even apparently oh, has man. like also apparently uh, has like uh, I think they're called um, God, but there's like they're like little capsule machines. You pay like coins, and you get like a little capsule oh, yeah. figure out of them. Yeah, um, like 
And I keep meaning to go in what, there. What do you get out of the capsule? Vinyl just like figures. a little random, like just like a little random vinyl figure from like oh, okay, okay, like everything a figurine or something. Yeah, like everything ranging from just like maybe like cutesy like food to like anime characters. Okay, um, yeah. The one that I'm really bummed out we apparently never got over here is that one of them had like Tremors figures in it. Oh, and shit, I was like, that's, awesome. that's and I was like, yeah. that's the and I've never seen Tremors twice, and I'm like, a fucking course they're in Japan. <laughs> it's just like, God damn it. Okay, so I saw something last night. Uh, this will transition flawlessly. Uh, did you <laughs> that's guys That's why hear... you had to say that, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to fucking ruin it. Um, headline, over $30 million worth of Funko Pops. You son of a bitch, that was my subject. <laughs> being dumped. <laughs> well, then we'll just go ahead and get into it. I've got an article pulled up. Uh, Ryan, right, so do you I haven't heard say... about anything about this. So. Yeah, so... I have kind of shit on funk like people that collect Funko Pops for Rightfully a while so. now. Um, just I don't know, they're creepy, and I don't really understand. Like a- a- again, so I- I'm saying all this while also having like stuck up for people collecting things, right? Like I I I understand why people do it, but it always felt to me this this almost felt like borderline, like like. Uh, it felt like a hair's breadth away from the artificial scarcity thing that NFTs create, you know what I mean? And I guess if you really like the way these things look, that's cool, but I just never really got it. It just didn't click with me. And so the, uh, the article, Ryan, do you want to talk about this or do you want me to read this article? Uh, yeah. Or? I mean, I've, I've got it pulled up as well. I, okay. I, yeah, um, I got my one pulled up from NPR. That's um, the one I was going to And what's yeah. that I see behind Ryan? Is that a Deadpool Funko Pop? Is that uh, what that is? <laughs> That's fucking Godzilla. What are you doing? I about? like that Ryan's <laughs> squinting into his computer yeah. instead of looking around and looking <laughs> at <on>. the <laughs> Um... I, I don't remember. Such a perfect oh, moment. Please share um, that clip. Please share um, that clip. That, Brian, honest, that, was that, is, that is a Deadpool figure. I don't remember specifically what line it's from, though. Does uh, it look like that? It kind of looks like a uh, stuff. I'm it, also it pro- seeing a tiny little screen. Is. But continue. It probably is, unfortunately. Hold on, hold on. I, I, I mean, like I, that you're I just own, pleading ignorance. I mean, I, I do own some Funko figurines, That's but fine. I agree. It I is, do too. F- it is fucking ridiculous uh, like, yeah, pens. I, again, I feel like i haven't bought one but it, people keep giving them to me so i just what, put them well, on, hold my on, hold on, yeah. on well that's weird okay so people just keep giving you funko pops they it's i have like three now <clears throat> my wife has okay, a whole right, that's... giant collection and most of them were given to her for yeah, what? i've got a bunch that were given to me actually yeah you just received that one behind when? you as a gift so yeah. is that is that why Okay, I'm kind of seeing it now. They make a cheap, easy, kind of brainless, like you don't have to put much thought into it gift, don't like, they? What, what if you randomly, somebody for your birthday or Christmas, like somebody you barely knew, they just happened to give you like a, a Billy Gibbons or something Funko Pop? Wouldn't you be like, well, that's kind of cool, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you probably put it with your guitars and just kind of like leave it as a little I mean, knickknack. But okay, I mean, but here's the thing: I would rather a Billy Gibbons branded, like like a T-shirt that had like a picture of Billy Gibbons on, something I could use. I well, guess that can't be choosers, sweetie. Yeah, yeah, if you got that as a gift, you're not gonna be like, I wish this was a fucking T-shirt. Well, obviously, like I don't. 
but hey, believe asshole, it or not, I, believe, wish this I, I know, was a fucking I know t-shirt. people think this about me. <laughs> I do not express every single thought that pops into my head. That yeah, Funko just, pops into my head. It just gives head, that okay? illusion when we're on a podcast. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. Our, oh yeah, when I'm on a podcast with you and I see your Twitter. Yes. I would imagine that, that you... literally that there's no filter. That is that's just Will fucking... the character. That's not real life. Will. <laughs> yeah, do we, exactly. Will do the we want to read the song? He's like Alex Jones. Yes, we yes, do. Please, yes. <laughs> I, I don't have much longer. So please, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. All right. So this is from uh, NPR, but you can find us on a, a ton of other sites. Vic's uh, about to die. By the way, that's what he meant by. <laughs> <laughs> The no, last I, thing you're going to hear is about Funko dumping. <laughs> this, is, this is the last thing your neurons his heart's going to Funko pop. Actually, I have uh, to go be Andy Lame's best man on his wedding today. Oh, Can we guys. go to Andy Lame Funko Pop? That would be fucking sick. <laughs> that would... Oh, man. That, that would be killer. So that awesome. would what, Will? That would what? Be cooler as a shirt? <laughs> I mean, yes, kind of. I would at least get some use out of that. Jesus. Okay, Ryan. All right. All right. Sorry, Ryan. The maker, the maker of the Funko Pop Collectibles plans to toss millions of dollars worth of its inventory after realizing it has more of its pop figurines than it can afford to hold on to. So uh, waning, waning demand for the pop culture vinyl toys combined with a glut of inventory is driving the loss as the company hits a financial rough patch um the inventory has filled the company's warehouses to the brim forcing fungo to rent storage containers to hold the excess product and now the product is worth less than it costs to keep on hand uh, funko said by the end of last year its inventory totaled 246 million dollars worth of product soaring soaring 48 percent from a year earlier um so i'll scroll down a little bit more because so, uh, just to clarify they're just kind of like Burn it they, or like landfill. Throw it in the trash? Yeah. Landfill. Why don't they just yeah. give them away for free? That's, that's to the a, homeless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I keep seeing those guys standing there with their little cardboard signs like, we'll work for Funko Pops. You know? <laughs> that is true. You do see a lot of those in major cities. All right. The company reported a quarter four loss of nearly $47 million, falling from a $17 million profit from the same period during the previous year. Apart from dumping inventory, cost-saving measures will include a 10% cut of its workforce, company executives said on an earnings call with investors on Wednesday. Um, yeah, just... Uh, it, the art, you can go find the article on NPR. Just really, honestly, just Google Funko on there and then go to news. It's like so, the first thing that pops up. So as somebody who's very poorly educated, as I very often exemplify in this podcast. Oh, don't say th- that. There is uh, an a-, a part of me that yeah, wants to be like... That. Yeah, <laughs> there's a part of me that wants to be like, well, look at capitalism fucking up, but then I wouldn't be able to connect the dots on why I would say that. Because <laughs> uh, this so, feels like a failing of capitalism, right? So... It's it it is I think uh, just in the the sense that like the solution to this when you make a product that doesn't have any utilitarian value even toys right if they were at, nobody plays with their Funko Pops nobody gets their <laughs> they Funko just leave Pops them out. in the box right? exactly <laughs> nobody like buys these for little kids to like you know have playtime and use their imagination I've only met they one person just, who did. They're just an example of, I forget where I I heard it before, but uh, mashing two things together. It's like a, it's like a, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. It's like if you took like Harry Potter or yeah, if you like, put, I feel like, t- I feel like if you clip this, you'd sound like a Republican trying to explain <laughs> like gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just mashing two things together. It's just mashing two two things that don't go don't together. Go you, just, you just push them together as hard. You're like, turn the toy around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even like, see oh, that. Okay. It's like take two things from pop culture and combine them and it's like who is this for exactly is it it's for an off uh, like a fan of the office and harry potter like you have a like a figurine of jim dressed up in harry potter's like robe and like holding his wand oh, it's on. like yeah, what? Pretty rare. what is rare. this do what those are pretty rare that those are pretty rare <laughs> but but like in this instance their solution is just to they've created 30 million dollars of waste the capitalism part comes in where you can't ever just hit an equilibrium. You can't ramp up production properly. You ramp it up so much that you create this excess amount of waste. And the moment that you're not beating last year's sales, you're failing as a company. Yeah, right. You know, that that's the that infinite growth is the goal of all of these companies, even if you're a company that literally produces something to sit in a box and never be used for any purpose whatsoever. <laughs> now, when they cut, uh, and this is what made me really sad, is that they said cutting 10% of the workforce, um, which always sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are, is their severance package going to include custom-made Funko figures of themselves? <laughs> no, they gotta go in the trash. They'll make yeah. them and throw them in the trash. Yeah, and they'll make them and throw them in the... Be like, you didn't fucking work hard enough. And Here's the chase version. It comes with a pink slip. <laughs> so, I... Yeah. Uh, the, I... I guess the other aspect of it that I'm not realizing that's like, fuck you, capitalism, is that like that concept that they could all be given away, but that wouldn't be profitable for the company, because why would they be selling them if they were given away? So, so, so it's better to just trash this mountain yeah. of un unbiodegradable uh, plastic. <laughs> here's why they would never give them away. Because Funko, similar to like certain shoe companies, cert, uh, similar to like certain streetwear brands... Their demand is created by the secondary market, right? So these are collectibles. They make collectibles, oh, right. right? That that's the and that's kind of the thing that always bugs me about a company like this is like you produce you shouldn't be able to get to say whether the item that you make is collectible. Pez dispensers, for instance. Pez dispensers dispense candy and it was like a cute little thing. It's like like they do? We, they have a utilitarian purpose, right? Then people decided, I want to collect these things, right? The The general public organically decided that they wanted, and then another person said, well, I want it for a dollar more than you're willing to pay for it. And then boom, collectible market is created. If you're a company that just produces collectibles and that's your mission statement, then you would never flood the market with your own product because that drives down demand. You're just giving away $30 million, uh, basically driving down the secondary market of your collectible. So that's why, that's why they would never do that. They that's would rather see it valuable in a landfill. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. It's a, it's, it's a massive failing. Um, and also like, to be fair, I feel like uh, probably electronics makers, like TV makers, probably destroyed this much of their own product every yes. year as well. Like one of the most expensive thing that a company can do is is basically have to warehouse their product because real estate is not cheap, and so 
any any old product taking up the space of new product that is actually in demand needs to be eliminated. So they just send massive amounts of their excess product to the landfill and they would never give it away because again, you need people that need TVs and you want them to pay you for it. Uh, when I used to, when me and Ryan used to work at the bookstore, they didn't give away books that were done being on the shelf. <laughs> Save to be for yourself. You just rip the cover <laughs> off and throw it in the dumpster. Uh, like yep. that's, that's, that was the, the procedure. Same thing with shoe, uh, it's really fucked up. Like shoe stores, you take a fucking box cutter and you destroy the soles and you throw it in the trash. Are you serious? Oh yeah. 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 That's, that's exactly how they get rid of products. Oh, so man. yes, that is a, it's a ethical, moral, every possible kind of fucking failing you can imagine right there i also will say that the thing i really feel about the worst for is not just the people losing their jobs but also for all the mom and pop shops who when this whole thing goes down like they're gonna be seriously fucked on the mom and funko pop shops especially (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like for example like title yeah um (laughs) Yeah, the ma- the mamas and the Funko Papas. <laughs> <laughs> they, wait, hold on. There's no way they haven't made like a four set. I bet they piece did, yeah. of the mamas and the Funko Papas. <laughs> I mean, if they if have it to. if it lives and breathes, it can be turned into a Funko Pop. Does Biggie Smalls have one? He like, has like three. Big, really? How do you know yeah. that? <laughs> I, I, we, we, we sold them at Barnes and Noble. Oh, okay. oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember right. it came in and like someone was like, "Dude, like here's a, a set with like you know a Funko version of Baby Biggie on the cover of Ready to Die," and I was like, <laughs> "Why?" I like it when you call me Big Funko. <laughs> <laughs> what's I guess what's weird to me Put is your like, hands in the air. Oh wait, I can't. I'm an immobile figure. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a fan of Biggie Smalls. Why would you not get like a cool piece of original art, like a print of something? Well, you still or, could, even if you own a Funko Pop. Like, you yes, you could. But like, what? Why would you look at the design of these things and be like, "That's going to express my fandom"? Some people of this are dude. like, "Yo, yeah. that's sick as fuck." I, I, yeah. I've been around do, those people. You know, you that... Go get the record on vinyl. Seriously, <laughs> that's way cooler. I uh, guess. I guess it's just like there's nothing unique about this so it doesn't like i i just i'm not saying that i don't understand like i i i know these people exist obviously funko pops hold a lot of fucking shit <laughs> all right so i really I, gotta I'm, go. a, I'm aware of that you gotta get out of here yeah all right I'll so tell everybody where you're going vic real quick. Um, i'm going to be andy lame's best man at his wedding Today. Former guest Andy Lame and future guest Andy Lame and supporter of this podcast. <laughs> Hi um, Andy, we love you. He's on Twitter at was it Andy Lame or L- Lame Andy or something? Something like that. That's not his <laughs> nickname, by the way. Uh, yeah, that's like his real that's that's his real Christian last name. name. <laughs> yeah, that's his real God given government Christian name. So I believe it's to... pronounced Lame. <laughs> <laughs> what if it is? What if it was French this whole time? All right. All right. Bye, Vic. Bye, Be y'all. safe. I'll see you in just Bye. a little while. I'll be there too. Josh, uh, where have you been the past few weeks? <laughs> yeah. Um, where have I been? Well, you are, you guys already talked about it on the last episode. Yeah, so I stole your uh, I stole your content. Yeah. I mean, I drove from Charlotte 
to Portland, then Portland to Vegas, then back to Charlotte. Okay. Uh, in 10 days. Um, so yeah. Um, but I don't know. Actually, one last thing I wanted to say about Funko Pops. Uh, <laughs> well, I did. I was, since I was at a convention, I saw uh-huh. Funko Pops like firsthand. They were like full. I mean, obviously, wow, you saw full them table. in the wild. Yeah, fall, saw wow. them in the wild. And uh, actually, it's someone that I work with bought a Funko Pop. Like, and it's like. Okay, uh, which one? The Pokemon Charizard uh, Funko Pop that I think is like worth a decent amount. Okay. Um, I I mean they they look the same to me. They might as well all be Joker uh, Funko Pops, but uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean I've seen people like lose their shit over like and I almost like feel like they're like about to cry because they got a specific Funko Pop. So it's like you know I mean it, it's <laughs> like, just it takes it look, takes I'm all kinds. You know? Good for them if that's what brings them joy in their life. I who am I? You know uh, uh, whom amongst us? Would you not- rather have a bobblehead or a Funko Pop? Uh, bobblehead because they don't even bobble. Exactly, they, they don't look do like anything. They would bobble. I believe exactly. they're called chicken heads. Like <laughs> at least a bobblehead, you can stick on your dash and get you know some like as you're driving down the road, you can get some action going. You, you know? think we can inflate a secondary bobblehead market? Inflate one, or just like, like make it somehow we can? If we could, okay, so make George Center. Let's ones. start buying. Like the cheapest bobbleheads we can find, and then we set up a website that grades these bobbleheads, <laughs> and then we start. Then we put them on eBay with a certification that says these were graded by Bob L, and then like um, uh, what's another name for head? I'm not saying uh-huh. it wouldn't be impossible, but Skull? I think Bob there would, you would have to figure out some other way before grading that would make it where they were uh, worth a shit to people. Okay. And that would be, okay. I mean, you can do that, but I think it would, it would be very difficult. Grading itself doesn't set the value of a thing because uh, there's a lot of shitty things graded. Yeah, and absolutely. They're, still, like, they're, only, they're only worth $50 more than they're worth. Maybe because sometimes people try and add it. Sometimes why things are more expensive when they're graded or because people are like, I want my cost of what the thing was graded back. Right. So they'll inflate it to like, yeah, like grading grading just says what condition it's in. I mean, it can, it can make something worth three times and that that does get a little weird. But, like, if it's a piece of shit, then it's still a piece of shit. Created, right. It's just a know? matter of whether somebody's willing to pay that price for it. Like, something's yeah. only... That's the that's the thing about all this collectible shit is, like, it's only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. Yeah, which which yeah. is... I feel like when people get... I, I don't know. I guess I talked about this on text, and I wasn't going to bring it up in the in the uh discussion, but... Now, here you are now. You call me a little bitch. You're <laughs> acting like one, too, via text. It's, it's such a, like, two minds thing. With with like collectible markets, like Ooh, if you don't, about this. if you don't, you don't have to do. You don't have to have a graded thing. So when I see people get mad about it, you just don't have to do it. You can yeah, just get, yeah. you know, it, that's that's where it's like I don't have to buy Funko Pops. You know, like it's it's not like a thing legally we were like required to do by law. So I would understand. Mm, being I don't know. Mad have you seen it, the shit that Ron DeSantis is passing? Does in he, Florida. Is he selling, like, some gas stove Funko Pops or something? Yeah, yeah. Is, don't is there say. a Ron DeSantis Funko Pop? Oh, <laughs> you know there's got to be. 
Probably at this point. I think probably made Funkos of like every presidential candidate. There's got to be a Trump Funko Pop, of course. Like if you're a president, you got to be. There's probably like fucking four or something like that. I don't know. But maybe there hasn't been a Bernie Sanders one. There probably is. I would, if I was Funko Pop, I would stay out of the political arena. I would not like because the moment you do one figure or the other, it's all downhill from there. Like you're you're part of the culture war. And oh, they don't care. Uh, well, I, mean, I can see the point, but I think like kind of becoming president feels like it's like a on a different level. Yeah, like if they did like a series of presidents, like if they did yeah. all president, like, like if, we have to okay, do all presidents. I would want like a Millard Fillmore uh, Funko Pop, <laughs> like just one or Zachary Taylor Funko Pop or something, or like a Spiro Agnew in a Hawaiian shirt. I want a Robert Zadar <laughs> Funko Pop. Oh, uh, yes. That? <laughs> he's the guy from Maniac Cop, and he had a really big head. Oh, everybody's gonna know that. He had a so, giant great jaw. reference. <laughs> he had a giant jaw, so he's gonna. It, he already looks like a Funko Pop. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> like so, but okay. So where was I? Um, so there was uh, one week that I had a show. Then there was another week where I was getting ready to go to uh, Portland. I drove to Portland, so I missed two episodes because of uh, going to Portland. Uh, I went to Vegas. Uh, Two episodes of Portlandia? And then I drove from Kansas to Charlotte in one day. Okay. Uh, Jesus. And what's crazy is, like, in my mind... On I mean, a moped, the de- right? The details, yeah, the details of the trip, whatever, you're just in a car. It's It all looks the same. I mean, mountains, you're like, oh, it's big and it's little right now. No, but, like... <laughs> Don't you meant to say it was big and then rich? Yeah. What was, what was the uh, weirdest collectible thing you saw at the convention? So you're not allowed to was, say a Funko of yourself. <laughs> the actually the not well actually there was somebody that was their whole table was that you could come to the table and pet their llama <laughs> and take a picture with the llama. That's not a what what okay what it was, was a llama na- Funko? What was the name of the convention? Like what uh, industry fan expo? Talk- so fan expo. The difference okay. with this con is I think their whole their whole vibe was that it was almost more of like a cosplay thing. Like it wasn't specifically like a comic con and it wasn't like a video game thing. They tried to like, so it was just fandom, fandom and fandom, which, which I'm like, maybe like an old school comic con before they became like nothing but like celebrity magnets. Well, it kind of was more celebrities. Like it was like, ended up being so general that I'm not, I don't know. I mean, these people are probably killing it money-wise, but for the specific vendor, I feel like there was a generality of it. Like, it's like, what's the term? It's like, the saying, it's like, if you try and be, like, a friend of everything, you're... And, yeah, I know, something like... like it, you're loses, not, it loses all definition, like... When you try of, and be too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think some of that could have been, like, Portland's kind of a hard place to do a convention in that it's kind of isolated in the Pacific Northwest, like to get, so you're really only servicing people that live in the Pacific Northwest. If you do something in other markets that have had like longer histories of conventions, and I think people will travel at least, you know, it's like the East coast. Like, so there was a lot of like Christian dominionists there and (laughs) proud boys, uh, oath keepers. Uh, no, but what was, what was funny. I used to was playing in town. There, there were points where I saw so many uh, 
like Raccoon City Police Department people early on in the con <laughs> that then later on, anytime I saw a cop, I felt like I would just revert to thinking that they were doing cosplay. Resident Evil cosplay, <laughs> but they were actual cops. Yeah. And I wanted at one point, I was thinking it'd be funny to like go up and fuck with them, you know, just being like, you know, just like, where's Leon, you know? And then, <laughs> but like they were, they it would trick me every time. I'd be like, oh shit, that's like a real cop. Cause some right, of them right. were really convincing. But that's my point. The, like, if you are cosplaying as a cop, you yeah. that's a next level loser energy. The only thing that kind of helped them is usually they would have like some sort of wig that would look like a little bit more like uh, some Nintendo type hair. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that would kind of show them off because, you know, the cops would usually have like a shaved head or something. Right. But when you're just kind of seeing them walk around, I mean, it's like they're just kind of walking around like normal kind of patrons because i mean yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of like celebrities there like william shatner was there and like bruce campbell was there and uh you know uh michael j fox was there like well the the saying holds true all cosplayers are bastards so <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. uh but okay so the point that i was going to make was when when i used to think about where nebraska was <laughs> i used to think about because well, well we had oh, to like, hold on hold on okay when I used to think about where Nebraska was, okay, mm -hmm. all right, just, yeah. I'm with you. Well, uh, I would, uh, one time we were supposed to play Nebraska, and in my head, I was like, oh, that's like halfway, that's the halfway point of the country. Uh-huh. Like, that's not. No, it's like two-thirds, <laughs> yeah. closer to two-thirds. Like, yeah. when you get to, when you get to, like, New Mexico, which in my head feels like that would be the last 75%, um, you are halfway. Like when you get to New Mexico. Wait, halfway to what? Halfway to the Paradise. West Pacific Coast? Yeah. It is not halfway. It is well, further it's halfway than halfway. To, it is halfway to my drive going out to Portland. Well, okay, your drive. But then, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you, you take a fucking hard right and go like <laughs> travel the length of the country northward. True. So, but I don't even know if it is. It's not 75%, though. Even if you're going to California, I don't know if it's 75%. The only other thing, so you've got. Uh, if what think other state numbers? So you've got California, Nevada, and then like New Mexico and Arizona are. I guess I'm not considering the fact that I was going to Portland. No. Yeah, that so was going to say. If you were going like... to California, then yes. Uh, then yeah, New New Mexico's way over. Exactly. But... It all this all depends on where you start and where you. Uh, I was like... driving to Russia. Yeah, yeah, you, you definitely, definitely, because y'all went to Vegas, y'all did this giant Nike swoosh, you know, yeah. you started, you started like almost parallel and then you like take a hard right. Y'all never went to California, right? We, no, we purposely kind of did the Southern route going cause we were trying to avoid like, uh, the kind of high part of the Rockies. Right. But we still hit winter weather. Uh, in New Mexico. So then on the way back, uh, after we hit Vegas, uh, my boss was like, well, we'll just go through the Rockies. Uh, we'll just, like, go through Denver. <laughs> but then we hit more ice. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, and it was, like, like not really. But, but, it is, but it is way quicker. Instead of going the southern, the southern route's way longer. Right. So he was like, I'll just, like, cut down a day or whatever. It but it is, be. like, considering the time of year it is, it normally, under normal circumstances, without, like, climate change and shit, uh, 
going the southern route this time of year is the smarter thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but y'all ran into some serious. Well, since we uh, spun out, I think shit. he figured like, oh, well, what could be any worse? Right. And I'll tell you, just <laughs> driving through Denver is worse. Uh, well, maybe not actually spinning, but right. but um, it was terrifying driving through that part of like Denver, and I feel like people are usually terrified just like in yeah. That's a different months. that's a different breed of white people out there. Like those, that's a scary part of town. <laughs> well, scary, I, scary part of the country. This is you're not. That's not untrue. But I'm speaking of the roads. <laughs> oh, okay, but, gotcha, gotcha. But yes, sure. it is very strange out there. There's like a strangeness. I mean, that I can't even like quantify like there's it's so isolated the thought that whenever we got stuck in the sh- on the shoulder and uh, you, you immediately started looking at your co-workers going i'm gonna eat you i'm well, gonna fucking eat you he called roadside assistance and then they were like we can't come until six th- or wait eight or like whatever like six thirty in the morning and that would be just the sheriff showing up right to Jesus be like yeah you're stuck and then uh, then we finally got towed out by some just some very nice men <laughs> that had a car that was not big enough to tow us out, but they did. Um, and so That's awesome. they, 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 they like couldn't speak English at all, but they were just like, uh, do you need help? And they used their phones to like Google translate it. We need Google translate it back. And then we pulled out the hitch and showed it to them and they did it. And they just, uh, they were like, do you <laughs> on their phone? They're like, do you have any money? Uh, but they said it in a way where it was like it wasn't money they said something and uh, my boss thought that they were just asking for weed um i think they said do you i think it translated like do you have green (laughs) but he was like i don't have any weed but i'll just give him money and then it seemed like the kind of the way they reacted to him giving him money definitely like a michael scott moment like you see two hispanics and they're asking for something and you just assume it's marijuana they want yeah, I would, yeah, he he needs to look into that. But yeah. but uh, but yeah, so we got we got pulled out, and what was crazy? Then the next day when we were in Vegas at six thirty p.m., he got a text from roadside assistance that said, "Sorry, it's taken this long. It'll be a little while longer till we can get you some help." Holy hell! Oh, six thirty p.m. the next day. That's like how isolated. Like I think we probably could have like. Well, I don't even know where the next town over would have been, um, but it's so isolated out there. Like, I've never experienced anything. I mean, if any of our listeners live out that way, they're like, no shit. When we went to Yellowstone, uh, not last year, but the year before, I I got that same feeling that you're talking about. There is an oh, yeah. eeriness. I think I've talked about it on here before. There's just a spookiness mm-hmm. with being like, you've kind of forget living on the east coast like you're talking about how much space there is like in this country how much land there is between like uh civilization sometimes and suddenly it feels like you're on a different planet and like the feeling that i got was every direction i was like there are so many bodies buried out here yeah there's so (laughs) many drifters that have met their fate like you know off in the horizon it just it kind of makes your skin crawl but it's all inspiring at the same time like once you get like when you get to kansas um like everything's kind of obviously flat again there's like a there's a part of civilization that like makes sense 
Right. Like everything is exactly how we experience it. Like, oh, well, then well, I didn't catch this exit. We'll just go to the next one. We'll get right. Taco right. Bell there. And then you know, like the Rockies are a different thing. I feel like I was more like focused on not dying in the mountains. The other <laughs> side of it is like Utah. Right. And that part of the country until California is like, if you miss an exit and you're low on gas, you're fucked. Yeah. It's like, it might be 50 miles. Right. Like, right. and that is such a weird experience. That's so, the, the, the kind of the cliche thing that you'd see in like Looney Tunes cartoons yeah. is like <laughs> last stop for gas for the next 300 miles. You know, it's like, don't, uh, fuck around here because you will die in the desert. Like those nobody cartoons were like a lesson to us. Yeah, they they drew from real world things, you know, like they they absolutely absolutely it's like I was talking about this on Twitter the other day like why did we grow up watching cartoons where pianos fell on people's heads? That I feel like that probably was like actually a fear at that at the thing, it like was. the 40s, yeah. It was because there were piano movers along city streets and they like would hoist pianos up to second story and th- like like apartments, you know, you got to get the fucking piano up there somehow and you don't carry it up through the stairs. You carry you you winch it from the top of the building and you lift the so people were like having to walk under, you know, before OSHA and before like hey, you should probably clear the sidewalk of any kind of pedestrians in the event that something snaps naps people were literally like walking underneath gigantic pianos all day long i just assumed it was some metaphor for communism (laughs) yes probably that as well clips to promote the newest screen movie coming out soon which i'm actually pretty excited for uh because i finally just watched number five and i really liked it um and what comes up as one of the first suggested clips but the uh whatsapp clip from scary movie um which i i imagine that movie probably ages like milk i have not watched it for a while so many of the gags in that i remember were like very much like of that time period so i'm sure if you showed it to like the tiktok generation they'd be like what the fuck are they talking about i wonder like, if there'd be like a novelty to it because i feel like there's a depending i mean i guess there th- some of them would still be like valid references i think i'm not sure if like a younger person would understand like usual suspects or something i wonder if kids would like i wonder if it'd be like novelty at this point like if you were a kid like you would almost get like oh i kind of remember my dad doing that or something God, you know the, my the, dad uh, doing the what's up thing. yeah my 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 dad's friends would come over and they would go what like maybe that, maybe that was the first word they said to their kid when they were born Be like, like congratulations what's up like when i was a kid i i mean i don't feel like i really remember where's the beef i just remember like older people doing where's the beef but I didn't know really what the reference was because that wasn't a commercial that was still on. Like, did you all remember that commercial at all? Uh, no, yeah, not at all. No. Yeah. I just yeah. knew from like adults doing the reference. And then, you know, you, <laughs> there's some kind of the commercial will be shown in some kind of like retrospective thing about, yeah. oh, let's remember this era or some shit like that. But yeah. I had heard the reference ad nauseum before I ever actually saw a clip of the commercial. But they do like, I love the 90s, right? So that would they be. They do, yeah. 
So, Scary Movie, I think, came out in, like, 99 or something, I believe. 99 or 2000, yeah. Yeah, like, so, you know, Paul Shear would, at some point, have gone, what on VH1. You know, like, it's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with Michael Ian Black being like, I don't know what's up. I don't know what they're talking about. They kept saying, what's up? And I did not want to say, what's up? What's wrong with saying, what's down? Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what that's... We just made our own episode of that show. Good job. Um, yeah, but do you all remember too, like what, how big of a hold that had on culture at that point? Like it was up was definitely like the, my wife of its time. Oh God. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, that, and then the, uh, the Budweiser frogs, I remember it had a big, uh, big thing on it too. Um, God, it's, I forgot about the Budweiser frogs. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And yeah. uh, I actually, and I remember I first found out about that because um, my parents had a shirt for a now defunct beer called Bad Frog Beer, which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know if anyone's ever tried that. I never tried it. I remember the shirt though is this very blank a frog with a very blank stare on its face, flipping you off on the shirt, saying he just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's edgy. Um, I actually, I feel like I've uh, rewatched Scary Movie within like the past couple years, uh, and it was not good. It wasn't like the worst thing I've seen, but yeah, it was. I don't know. I feel like I've gone back to things like Airplane or even like things that were direct kind of parodies, and like actually, I need to revisit it again. Have any of y'all revisited like Hot Shots? Oh man, oh, not I have a long not. time. No, yeah, I'm kind. Of, I've been kind of scared too, because like how big of a hold it had on me as a kid. Like, I know I'm jumping around, but I was also thinking that like we don't really. I don't think we get movies like that anymore. Parodies kind of in a weird spot right now because those movies set up. And we may have talked about this before. Um, We've talked about like the disaster films and stuff like yeah. that, but it, but in the sense of like. Because that's, like, it became, like, the bottom of the barrel because, like, Scary Movie was so popular. I feel like when a good movie of that type, and we're, you know, we're going to even put Scary Movie in it, but when a good movie of that type, like, comes around, I think, like, you, I, I'm guessing you don't see a lot of them ever, so it was, like, a big thing. And so, I, I wonder if, like, if we had a good one, would it be big <laughs> but I, I don't know i mean like those movies made a fuck ton of money um yeah. like i think everything up to and including uh meet the spartans made an obscene amount of money um it wasn't until disaster movie came out that people were suddenly like oh these are actually bad like these are like ob- these are like not even objectively bad these are like like undisputably bad and yeah I I, ho- I hope society knew that they were bad before then, because it was pretty telling that they were bad. I mean, we're talking about Scary Movie be even being on the cusp, and by that point, we had five Scary Movies, and even, like, Anna Ferris wasn't a part of it anymore. Yeah. And yeah I don't even I, know if the... Because the Zucker brothers did... They did number movie. three. Oh, okay, they, so yeah, they, they didn't even do the first they, one. They did number three. Oh, the Wayans brothers did... Yeah, the Waynes did oh, the first okay. two films. Uh, the third one was uh, the Zuckerberg was Zuckerberg, and then um, 
Did I say Zuckerberg? Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Zuckerberg was the uh, director. <laughs> uh, Zuckerberg. Um, I don't remember who did number four. It doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. Number five, I, I got maybe 15 minutes in and I was like, this sucks. And I turned it off. Uh, one five of those? Shane? Yeah. 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 Holy shit. I knew there were three. I did not know there were two more made. Really? That's okay. wild to me. This is what would be amazing right now. If Keenan Ivory Wayans, because he's the one who directed I just looked it up. Uh, the first one. If he comes out with a part six to basically, <laughs> to, and just, well, and with a funny thing would be, it just be called Scary Movie. Oh, Which God would be an appropriate yeah. <laughs> joke on the fact that every sequel nowadays See, I'm helping them write this. Uh, yeah, re- I think it's re- a good idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm like freaking out on this. Uh, this is a really good idea. Uh, I yeah, a re a, a spoof on requels. Uh, re, I don't know. Um, yeah, so Keenan Ivory Wayans, I know that you're a patron. Um, so <laughs> if you do actually listen to, well, you don't have to be a patron unless yeah. this one. Um, which, which thank you by up. the way for your money, and uh, I I. And, and implore you to please keep pestering Criterion to put Don't Be a Menace to South Central in the collection. Yeah, I mean, we know he has it in him, so I really want this uh, scary movie. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, uh, whatever. Scary we, movie with the, with the V highlighted as, like, five. Yeah, oh, wait, yeah. Actually, wait, no, fuck, you can't know. V-I, then, would be six. Yeah, but like I think still it's a um it could still be a comment even though it is it's, so it has like a double thing. Or did it call it be the, the scary movie? <laughs> yeah, that would be a good idea too. <laughs> it it could be like a double thing where it's like they would just call it scary movie and it's a joke on the fact that it is making fun of Scream 5 but also it's the sixth one while the sixth one cuz they can make this in like a few weeks like Oh, and they like can make I, this in like two weeks. All they have to do is like write down and be like, uh, Baba Duke parody, um, mm, killer yeah. clown, uh, getting hit in the groin. Yeah, um, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm asking though, can you, you whatever draft you come up with for the first one, like, do another don't, draft. Don't revive us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you're saying don't do any revisions. Yeah, don't, don't do, don't do any revisions. Just submit it. Okay, well, that's truthfully what will probably happen. But uh, yeah. anywho, uh, we've talked about fucking scary movie for ten minutes. <laughs> oh, um, God. Okay, Dan has joined us, uh, and I think I'm you the, haven't the prodigal son. Actually, you've yes. been on here sooner than I have, more recent than I have. Um, so I'll start with you. You got any topics this week? Yeah. Uh, when's the last time either of you guys have done a job interview? Uh, uh well considering that uh my previous job you know technically laid me off uh, even though i i did transition over to my new job uh for the time being but i don't intend to stay um i'm gonna have to be doing some job interviews pretty soon um so i don't know if i mentioned this on the podcast before or not but my previous job uh the pet food store filed for bankruptcy about a month ago mm-hmm. and uh they finally gave us the option to say like, okay, well this spot, not the whole company, but our space got acquired by another company. And they're like, finally towards the end, they're like, you know, cause we had the questions that were like, are we going to transition over? Are we like going to have to like find a new job? And finally towards the end of the whole fucking, you know, like towards the end of February, they're like, oh, you could transfer over if you want. And I was like, sure. 
Um, but I don't really intend to stay because I think that the stuff we sell kind of sucks. And uh, so I'm going to have to have a job interview sooner than later. But before that, 2019 was the last job interview I had. Mm, okay. okay. So, so you had a, a good little chunk of time there before your last one. Bless yeah. you, Josh. Uh, I think it's been... It's been two years. I mean, I've there's been points where I wasn't sure with the company where I was like looking at things, but the actual job interview, um, yeah, since I've had the job for two years. So, uh, and even that, I feel like when I did that job interview, I decided to just completely be me, uh, and mm-hmm. instead of like trying to like build some version of myself that would be best for the job, I was just like. I'll just completely be me. Like I, I didn't really understand what my company did at that point. So I was just like, if they don't like me, then I don't really need to work there, which I don't know if that's the smartest advice. <laughs> don't, don't listen to that. Uh, but, it, but I was like, at that time I was like, I wasn't working a good job. I really needed a new job, but I was like, I want to be hired on the merits of just myself. And it worked for once. So maybe I should have been doing that. Uh, you know, all of the times that could be a good tactic. Um, it could save you from a lot of headaches. Like if, if you make up this persona and this idea of yourself to get hired at a job, then you have to keep that up to some degree. I mean, I guess you could get comfortable enough to let it come out, but it -hmm. also just makes the process a lot easier of going to the job interview. You don't have to think about what you're going to say. You just are yourself. I kind of like that approach. Uh, For me, it has been, well, it has actually been a week since the last time I had a job interview. But before that, the last time I interviewed at a job, I think, was 2007. So it has been well over a decade. Holy moly. Were you with Jay Jay Michaels that long? Yeah. Well, I started Jay Michaels in like 2006 or 2007, I think. And then I got a job at Tidal Creek and then came back to Jay Michaels. But I was, yeah, I was at J. Michaels since like 2007, like since I came back there. And then over the pandemic, you know, obviously stayed home with Abby, didn't want a whole lot of job interviews happening in 2020. And then I got, I got on at the blind elephant without an interview. You know, I just, Lisa knew the owner and they were looking for somebody. So I just hopped on there. So, you know, this is my first time going to an interview in a long time and it gets harder and harder for me as I get older to go in and do the whole like, put on your job interview pants and answer the questions. The questions are what gets me though. Like how would yeah. you handle a completely hypothetical situation <laughs> happening without just in a vacuum, without any circumstances or information? Like it's, I, I get that they have to ask you something, Yeah, but it just, it's so hard to answer those questions and not feel like you're doing just this silly dance of, you know, and then the questions where you have to, thankfully at this interview, they didn't ask any of those, but where you have to answer stuff like about yourself, like what are your greatest strengths? What are your greatest weaknesses? They feel so Being much alive. like, alive. <laughs> they feel like trick questions. Like you feel like you have to say what your weakness is, but it can't really be a weakness. It has to be a weakness. That's actually a strength. It's just such a bullshit concept to me to have to, answer these types of questions to get a a job that's not even like a CEO position or some yeah. wild thing like that. Just like a a pretty basic job. It, it all I just don't like the entire process. 
Yeah, like, can't, I feel like with jobs like that, or almost any job that you're not actually a CEO, like, my job included, like, we all know what we're there for. Like, we're there because we want money. So, it's like, don't, <laughs> don't, like, overcomplicate this. Like, I remember even with the, my job interview, like, I feel like there were, like, three or four rounds of it, you know, and that was, like, pretty annoying, and they would take, like, a couple weeks between, like, you know, um, so, but... I remember even like because it's like a sort of comic book related company. One of the one of the questions was, "What comic book character do you see yourself as?" And the thing that popped in my head <laughs> is Morph from X Men. Oh God! And now in hindsight, and I'm like, I don't know how I got that job. If it was if they really took stock in that question, I basically told them, "I will be whoever you want me to be." And I will be an annoying fucking goofball the whole time doing it. Who dies like, in the first episode. <laughs> but, like, that's what I told them. Because that's the only thing that popped in my mind. Because I was, like, as a kid, like, Morph was, like, a huge... Uh, I just thought he was really funny in, like, X-Men comics. So, I was, like, it just popped in my head and I was, like, Morph. Because none of the questions really mean anything. But I wonder if... I think people do try and attach, like, psychological things to them. You know, so also I feel like the thing to you, Dan, is like almost like pick answers that you feel like will be that people will view as strengths because people get really basic with those types of things. Like, I think you almost have to have a balance between like the most basic answer. Like if someone were to ask you like your favorite superhero, just like do one that wins all the time. (laughs) Like just like, I don't know, like Wolverine, I don't know, you know, like it's just like. Because they become such basic things that people go, oh, they said this, so I think that they're this type of person. You know, but... Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know why people... It's like we all see through it, but when an interviewer goes in, they they all do the same thing. But I feel like if you ask them, unless they're completely like delusional, I feel like they would know that this is a crock of shit. Like, most of the thing, any of them. Like, if for somehow someone at my company is listening to this episode, it's not an indictment of that person. It's just kind of like how every interview works. And I, I don't know why we haven't, like, tried to come a different way with it. Like, like, why don't I actually try and figure out, like, who you are as a person, Dan? Like, when, when I'm talking to you and kind of figure out if that sort of either your schedule or your lifestyle, like, works with what we do as a company making these tiny little parts that go yeah. with screws you know but because so because we really need to know what superhero you are when we make these <laughs> tiny little plastic parts yeah it this so this was a two interview process and the first interview were with the owners of the restaurant and that was actually a pretty good interview when i interviewed people at j michael's pretty much all my questions were practical questions like what is your schedule like what kind of experience do you have how you know details i need to know to see if they're going to be able to fill the position and do the position and none of the personality bullshit questions especially because for a job like that it's pretty unnecessary what color lightsaber are you (laughs) oh that says a lot red yellow red wow you're a villain um Uh, but yeah there was there was a second interview with their um other agm which is the position i was applying for and it it was fine you know i don't want to 
dump on them too much. As far as interviews go, both of them were pretty to the point in... I feel like they did a good job not fluffing it up with a bunch of nonsense. But she did ask a lot more hypothetical questions about what would you do if this happened? I mean, deal with it. You know, like I I remember (laughs) I applied at Port City Java when I was a teenager, like a number of times. It was I was going to school at Cape Fear and I really wanted to work at the one downtown because it was convenient. And one of the questions was if like on the paper for the application, the question was if you are in the morning rush and you make a coffee for a customer and they spill it, what would you do? And I don't know. That to me is a ridiculous thing to put on a job application. I I feel it, it doesn't give you any more details than that. How many people are working? Where was the coffee spilled? Like the, it's just, it takes out all the other circumstances that have anything to do with the situation. And then they're like judging on hiring you based on how you deal with a hypothetical situation, just in a complete vacuum. And it was just silly to me. And then there was another place in town where the job application had a big list of either ors. And they, they made it pretty clear that like, these were legit questions that they took seriously. And, And they were things like Beatles or Elvis, (laughs) <laughs> and if you could take one item to a desert island, what would it be? And just like weird personality they're questions doing, yeah, like they're, that. They're really trying to like get a feeling for what your your vibe is through these like nonsense questions that they absolutely you just are. And flip a coin anytime you answer them. You're like, I don't know, Elvis today. Like, and you're like, why did I say that? I've never, I don't like Elvis. But you, it's like that's how you answer any of those questions. They're like cumulus or serious and you're like what fucking clouds like what are we doing and like yeah like and they're like what teletubby are you and you're like ah tinky winky i, I don't know you know like the, why do they i don't know that's so frustrating that people it still is do frustrating and, and i mean it it seemed like that they were taking this pretty seriously like from what you read on the application and from like the way they are when they hand it out to you there's there's not like this air of whimsy about it it seems like this is the real fucking deal this is a test on whether or not you get this position but even if it is just like a fun little thing to do that's still kind of fucking annoying like i just need a job to make some money can we yeah. just cut through all the bullshit like fun online personality quiz and just get to business so i can work like yeah i i remember i i know i've told this on here but when i was like i don't know 20 or something i applied for a position at like blockbuster and then they were like oh you're not like you're not like the right for the position and i i feel like that was the only thing i knew at that point and like if there's anything i'm appropriate to do it's work at a blockbuster like like there's no there's no doubt in my soul that is the most sure thing i knew at that point like i had set up my life to be the best blockbuster employee i still think that i am the best blockbuster employee i could be but it's unfortunate you are a blockbuster, blockbuster of a person yeah it but it doesn't exist anymore like so it's like don't tell me that i'm not appropriate like like, they, I guess I, because they made me go and take some, like, online tests, which I feel like was kind of weird at that point, because I feel like most resumes were still, like, uh, paper. And, but this one was, like, super long. Like, I remember it taking me, like, 45 minutes to do it, because they Holy asked you this. Yeah, they asked you, like, personality questions. I mean, it could have been, like, 15 minutes, but even that was, like, too long. And it was one of those things where they were, like, 
they just asked you those big long personality test type things that so many like so many online applications still have like they'll have like 10 pages of like personality questions and i'm like i guess by the end of it all of them say that i'm like a sociopath or something i, I don't know what the end result <laughs> that they get they're like oh i don't know yeah this just feels like the result of a bunch of detached people with like six figure salaries sitting in a boardroom reading like papers from psychological studies of, oh, here's how to break down a person with 20 questions and this is what we can figure out about like just looking at a bunch of numbers that are completely detached from actually sitting and interviewing people and throwing that into the interview process with no concept of how it will actually affect what type of employees they get. It's just like, it's ridiculous. Like the detachment of the higher ups at these chain companies and how it trickles down to the actual job. And I mean, they got there and I didn't. So maybe I'm wrong in my analysis that this is a bunch of bullshit. But from my experience, every time I've worked at a big chain, all the little processes in place to make things work actually did the opposite of it. And it just this feels like more of that more detached decisions made by people who aren't on the ground doing the work that just complicate what should be a simple process. It was very much kind of like not. I think it was about maybe like uh, two years ago and we had the then district manager and his higher up come into the store just to kind of like observe how we do things. And they were there for fucking like seven hours and we had to put on our most like friendly corporate, like no bullshit. We have to talk about nothing but the job type of stuff. And I was just like. Uh, show some personality. I mean, I know that y'all are, you know, on your job too, but I was like, like, can I like ask you like what book you read recently? And it it was like, it just made me think I'm like, how much, if I think the way they determine a lot of this type of stuff is probably they go to YouTube and they might type in like, you know, uh, what kind of personality are you or like how to deal with blah, 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 blah. And the first fucking videos they see pop up are from like Jordan Peterson. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> yeah. It should be like, can I see your YouTube history? And like, they're like, no, you can't have this job. Like, like literally <laughs> like, like yesterday I went on to YouTube and I just looked up like, you know, socially awkward, just like just the words, you know, period on a YouTube search. And the first fucking videos that come up are fucking Jordan Peterson. And I'm just like, guys really like come on um like i was like i thought i even had him blocked to be honest on youtube would any of y'all feel comfortable in this moment um to share what your youtube watch history is sure um it's a lot of yeah i would do that yeah okay i mean Uh, like you can't watch porn on youtube so (laughs) (laughs) i'll be fine (laughs) Um, you can get close you can get close yeah um, um, yeah, I mean, but, mine's mostly just like kind of like bullshit, like video game channels or like, uh, hot ones, uh, or I don't know, just kind of like a lot of like movie reviews. So it's pretty, it's actually pretty boring. I actually watched my first hot ones video I, I, in that. I feel like I had never sat down and like watched a whole one and I was like, Oh, I get it. Like, yeah. I don't know why I was like adverse to it. I was like, yeah, I don't know, but but it's the questions are pretty I mean, good. Like, yeah, yeah, and I was like, I, I think I think I thought that it was mainly. I knew they asked questions. I knew it was an interview, but I thought there was more of like a, a 
kind of like dumb barstool sports kind of thing to it, but it, but it was like mm-hmm. pretty insightful, you know? Um, that's actually probably what interviews should be. They should make you eat hot wings, um, to kind of like see how you <laughs> deal with pressure. And also you get fed during the interview. So would it be so bad? Um, what do you would, think your watch history is, Dan, if you were to just think about it right now? Well, see, I can't answer that question fairly cause I just pulled it up out of curiosity. And, uh, so I'm looking right at it. So I, oh, I can okay. read it to you if, if <clears throat> you would like. Yeah. Okay. We've got a uh, silent hill siren sound effect. Okay. <laughs> We've got um, Itala collateral damage official music video sludge doom heavy metal Magnum just like an arrow Magnum just like an arrow Aviator can't stop lots of music videos here or uh, lyric videos We've got Tim Cast only ever wanted that's from uh, doing the podcast mm. when yeah. uh, we watched that for. One of the uh, episodes. Um, this is how Megadeth would sound like if they played seven string guitars. <laughs> this is how metal riffs sound without an amp. Oh, this is a good one. Rat and Marvin Gaye. I heard it round and round the grapevine. That's my favorite matchup oh, of all is that time. From that, it's that, fucking uh, phenomenal. Is that from the channel that you always uh, tell us about? Yeah it's, yeah, it's the best one. And now that I've heard it, um, I prefer that version to either of the originals of those songs. It is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, yeah. oh, here's another good one. This is E-E-E-E-E tuning. It's a guy who tuned his six-string bass, all strings in E, and then did this killer song, Tapping. Uh, this is great content, by the way. I'm just reading yeah. my history here. Uh, mine's good. weird, though. I don't stay logged into YouTube, so it just depends. It's mostly things I click on Facebook that link yeah. to a video. Like, I don't stay logged into YouTube on my phone or on my computer, though. Yeah, I was looking at mine and I felt like it was, um, usually I'm not logged in either, but I like logged into my email. So I guess somewhere I'm logged in and it's, uh, uh, the blues according to lightning Hopkins, then two Dolly Parton videos, then two BMX videos. And then it's the pastor uh, BMX, like just, Uh yeah. Um, so then it's the, do you all remember the video of the pastor in Uganda talking about, uh, like, you know, how men like fisting? <laughs> yes. I watched that video. Yeah. Uh, take a man's hand in another man's hand. <laughs> they eat uh, the poo-poo. They eat the poo-poo. Because, uh, uh, someone I work with had never seen it. Um, and then I watched the Flash trailer. And then I watched an NXS video. Uh, Sam I Am, the band, and then a tutorial on how to play Heart of Gold by Neil Young. These are all very me. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Black and Blue, uh, the Blueish Occult uh, Black Sabbath tour thing. But they, they took off the good ones, so it's just like pieces of them now. Um, so I'm kind of bummed about that. But that I feel like those are all very me. Like, I don't know. So maybe that is a good personality test. Right. Um, yeah, you might be right. All right. Uh, I just pulled mine up on my phone, and uh, this is a... I don't know what this says about me, other than I'm like, make up your mind, dog. Uh, Bob Ross with Animal Friends compilation. Okay, that, that's... <laughs> I think what that is, is you were like... What I'm going to guess, before we move forward, is that you were watching things, not even saying inappropriate, that you wanted to sort of cleanse what you were watching. 
Uh, it's it's that that yeah. video feels like it's a cleanse of whatever you were going through in that moment. So either it also, it also yeah. might have been used to help me go to sleep. Um, it's a cleanse still. Yeah. Um, okay, keep going. Um, Irish people watch the Eric Andre show for the first time. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Metallica talking about other bands for one hour. <laughs> Uh, essential death metal albums of the 2000s. <laughs> God. Uh, Merciful Fate's evil music video. Okay. Uh, the worst fighting game of all time, Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22. Uh, and, uh, oh, no, this one, I guess I'm not too surprised because it was something yesterday, which was what is the amalgam universe? No, which, okay. I, which I was right. going to send to Vic, but I forgot. Yeah, I feel like all of them really pinpoint us way too hard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of scary. They really should be like, um, without making any changes, uh, for this job interview, can you give me a screenshot of your YouTube watch history? <laughs> My, mine would and just say, like, like, you know, call a psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, he has a lot of, like, better help type videos on there. <laughs> Um, oh, and but, right below the Amalgam Universe is uh, a wrestling match, so shocker. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised <laughs> that wrestling wasn't. But but I think we learned in the chat yesterday that I'm more of a wrestling fan than you. <laughs> officially. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you attended, uh, was that part of a show, or was that just a wrestling show? It just, uh, actually, it was weird, like, there was no wrestling scheduled, and it just kind of <laughs> happened because everyone just kept drinking. You know, <laughs> no, it was uh, there's a new organization. I'm not sure if I'll get all the like words right. Um, called Title Belt Wrestling or something. I don't know. That um, sounds right. Yeah, and they were a or they still are. They're an ice cream company that all the ice cream is like wrestling themed, and oh, some people cool. went with them and they were like, I think they were basically like, we like your name. <laughs> So it was like Title Belt Frozen Treats, I believe is the name. And then these other people were like, hey, let's like team up and we'll just call it Title Belt Wrestling or whatever. It might be called Title Belt something else. But it's like a new wrestling organization in like Charlotte. But I think they also kind of represent like Columbia and the surrounding areas. And they just get regional wrestlers uh, to come. I mean, it works just like shows it seems like. Yeah. You know, they just kind of get regional. It's like not instead of regional bands, it's just regional things and they kind of do events uh but it was pretty wild like in a way because of so many people that got injured in it last night um <laughs> on one hand i don't i don't want them to change anything for the sake of the longevity of the company <laughs> i hope they they reel it in a little bit just a little bit because there was a part and it was fucking amazing where one of the guys, and I think, every, okay, I feel like all the fans that go to wrestling shows, especially the ones that are tend to sit up front, they know what they're getting into. Like, oh, they yeah. want to be part of this thing. So, A now lot of those what shows else? don't even have barricades now. They just have yeah, chairs. Yeah, there's no barricades. Like, um, so, basically, the guy kind of throws the other guy onto a guy in a wheelchair and then oh, starts God. slapping him. <laughs> Uh, not the guy in the wheelchair, but I mean, but it's like the guy <laughs> in the wheelchair is like taking the brunt of this, 
you know, and he seemed he seemed game for it. But I'd say long term, probably do that less. You know, <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> to watch. But I wonder you might you might get yourself into some sticky situations if you do that. Also, there were uh, they were trying to throw people against the wall, so that mean they had to like go through the crowd. So we had to kind of part the crowd, and then the guy was like, you know, like clear the wall, and then. But then when they were kind of out of the ring, one guy knocked over glasses, so then there was glass everywhere on the ground. And then so if he threw him at the wall, there were a big chance the guy was just going to fall into like a pile of glass. Ooh, yeah, so we that's... were all trying to all move out of the way while kick all the glass, uh, the pint glasses away. <laughs> and it was just like, this is not going to end well. And there was another dude um, that there was like a weapons match. And, uh, you know, those little things that you put on wood that, so whenever you have like a beam that's going, like I'm making like an L shape, um, and you want it to like hold in place, there's like this metal plate that has little spikes in it that goes in and then you kind of screw it in. Yes. And the guy took that little piece and slapped it on this guy's chest. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it it was planned. <laughs> they didn't just find it in the parking lot. Um, but that was kind of what it was. And then the, I think then the guy who did the slapping cut his hand on either that piece or another piece. So he was just gushing blood. And that wasn't planned. So I was like, huh, <laughs> might want some uh, if you're going to do weapons, stick with like chairs and like crutches, I think. And the trash can is fine. I feel like they kind of give you know, but like those little, the metal spike thing probably was like a little too far. But the, uh, all that to say, I'm definitely a bigger wrestling fan now than uh, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going to say, uh, man, now that means I have to see you go to a GCW show, which is like that times 10. Yeah. And, uh, but actually they get like big stars there. So, yeah. um, yeah, I was going to say like that stuff, uh, uh, I mean, that stuff can be fun to watch sometimes, but it's also like, God, like they're losing so much blood and you just kind of start feeling like to the point where you're like, man, you're going to be lucky if you're walking when you're like 40. Yeah, I, I the life that is like makes me feel one. I'm like, it would have been cool to have been a wrestler, <laughs> like uh, not that like physically I could have done it. I mean, maybe we all could have done it because. There's also, there's people that are in really good shape, and then there's people that are in classic wrestler shape. I feel like I could I could get the classic wrestler shape. You know, they don't really have, like, muscle tone. You're just kind of like, you build mass, you know? Uh, but I just, I I feel like I'm I'm fortunate that I picked playing in, like, local bands, because it feels like <laughs> wrestlers get the same amount of money I get, which is zero dollars. <laughs> Plus, you have to like, like jump off of things, you know. Like, it's there's probably a one to one with like riding in a band and like eating, but th- they really have the same like kind of tour experience. Like, and they probably actually do it even more actively than I do at this point. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a tough kind of racket. Like, they don't. It's not their jobs. <laughs> like, all these people are like, who knows what they do? Like, they could they work the same jobs as any of us. Uh, so I I don't know. How they do that for a living, even if they're not doing it for a living. So, man, dang. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, it's, I mean, I, I, I know I've 
you know, seen plenty of stories about like, you know, the wrestlers that maybe they might get paid like in like free hot dogs at night or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or they, or they might be like, fuck yeah, I sold two shirts tonight. I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to go eat like at a fucking nice wine and dine place. <laughs> I know the point here is to emphasize that the wrestlers aren't getting anything for the work they're doing, but from a musician's perspective, damn, sometimes it would be nice to like drive four hours to play a show somewhere and actually get some hot dogs instead of just getting jack shit for it. Yeah. You're making yeah. a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seems that you'd probably get food. And also with wrestling, I think people want to see you there. Like that's not, that's not often the case with being in a band. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, I feel like it's almost like, it's probably almost closer to being like a small comic. Well, actually no, that probably people probably are like proved to me. Uh, but it felt like it felt like most people that are at a wrestling show, they want to hold on the kind of illusion, we'll say, of a wrestling show. Like, so they want to like be a good crowd, which you know they could have been a better crowd, but that's on me, not the wrestlers. Uh, uh, wrestling crowds live can be extremely hit or miss. So, <laughs> but like people wanted any person that wanted to be there, like, they wanted to be there. <laughs> like that is not the case when you if if I drove four hours to wherever that puts me and played a show, I would probably just get stared at by all the locals, and they would also be that kind of like you know <laughs> kind of like sizing you up kind of thing, which I bet wrestlers probably get a lot but but from a perspective of like people are like, I am so happy that you're here, legacy Sean or something that seemed to be like <laughs> the vibe, you know. Uh, yeah. So maybe we should all be wrestlers. Do you think it's too late for us? Um, I feel like there's no way that I'm taking a fall in a ring without <laughs> fucking myself up somehow. They, there uh, was a, yeah, it's just there's just no way. There was a point where the guy was supposed to do like the the fake drop kick, um, and but he just connected to the guy's jaw, like just full mm. on. And so there are so many times like there's no amount of faking getting hit by a chair. Like it's you're yeah. still getting hit by a chair. <laughs> like not unless, I yeah, not unless you put your hands up at the last minute, which is what you're supposed to do if you don't want to get fucking CTE. Yeah, but it also it hurts your hands too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like have if someone hit me in the hands with a chair, I would still be like, "Wow, you hit me in the hands with a chair." That that's sucks you yeah know? but like like there's no way around it even when it's like fake i mean there's some like if when the slaps well even the slaps like slaps seem to be like the biggest thing in wrestling like it almost seems to be like the you can slam somebody but slapping somebody in the chest from the show last night and the couple others i've been to seems to be like the thing that if this were like tekken takes the most like <laughs> life out of people like because i think because it's like the loudest thing you can do to somebody like so slapping people they act like it's like it just like took them like half their health meter off it's like it's like being beaten up by the bear in tekken where it's like it doesn't exactly look finesse but and we're yeah. like oh fuck he does a lot of damage <laughs> yeah but it just oh sorry. no good 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 no, I don't even know what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> you, you, one of the, my favorite things about wrestling, and I like how you put it in terms of a life meter from a fighting game, is they, you know, they have a wrestling match, they're in there, they're just pummeling the shit out of each other, 
And then some guy gets like knocked out. He's outside the ring. The one guy's standing there. And then someone runs out, surprised, like into the ring. And the guy's all like, huh? Like totally <laughs> bewildered. Like this is something that just never happens. And that guy hits him. And because it's a different guy, it just like knocks the shit out of him. Like he's been bashed with a chair, like thrown out of the ring, smashed through a table, and it's like nothing. But then this other guy just punches him a couple times, and that just like wrecks him. I love how that like element of surprise, like this is a new person, so when he hits him one time, it just fucks him up completely. Yeah, that, that is I, I love that. Kind of I, it's hilarious, and I yeah. fucking enjoy the shit out of He's it. He's entering the match with a super meter already intact. <laughs> Yeah, he has the energy for it. It's his special attack. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah, he like hit, a, he's hitting his limit break. <laughs> there there's like a thing that wrestlers do that feel like when like kids are well, kids are wrestling but in like a horsing around kind of way. <laughs> Where like if yeah, as a kid, if I were to hit another kid, I would then like hold my hand and kind of either act like it hurt me. You know, so you don't like get in trouble. Like I don't know if you ever did that. Like I feel like at one time I hit one of my friends on the side of the head and it did hurt my hand, but I kind of played it up cause they were crying and I was like, Oh shit. If I act like I'm hurt, then I'm not going to like get in as much trouble. You garner you know, some like, sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like it's like when someone slapped somebody, then they were like, they both were like really playing up. They're like, Oh my side hurts. You know, it's like, well, you don't have to go. You don't have to go to school today. Movie Mike. Um, you know, like it, it just kind of felt like, like that, like, I, I don't know, I, I like that, though, like, it just plays it up. But I do think that wrestlers need to really work on their personas. That would be my note to this thing, and it, so maybe you, maybe you guys like it. Like, Ryan, when somebody, when somebody has a persona that's not, I feel like there's a suspension of disbelief in wrestling, obviously. Whenever your persona is you're a superhero or you have a sword that only you're worthy of picking up. It's funny, <laughs> but I, there in no way I can believe that. It's very much a, uh, it's a very, we are talking about wrestling, by the way, for way longer than I thought I was going to. Um, well, I think it goes into the job interview thing somehow. Yeah. I, I don't have the answers to that, but somehow <laughs> this ties in together. I mean, Vic edited it, it together some way that it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like that is such a limited, like, it, it only has so much longevity because I'm like, that's, like, eventually after a while, people are going to be like, ah, eh, that's very it's very much like, okay, what are you going to do new with this? Or like, you know, okay, heard this before, seen it before. Um, you know, it's like, doesn't really have much of a, uh, pizzazz. Like I think it is as it used to, like, I mean, I've been, and I've been speaking of jobs, like I've been guilty of that too. when going for job interviews where I'm just like, I'm saying the same shit that they probably hear everybody fucking say. Um, See, I like that you did so, tie it back into the interview. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Yeah. yeah. There's but, a wrestler with a sword. Uh, there, there was, yeah, uh, yeah. There, there, I think there's a few that have them. Um, or there was one. There was one last night. Like, um, it was. I think her thing was her role was. It was almost like a Power Rangersy superhero kind of thing. Um, and so, but she also had her kind of like. Uh, I guess they're kind of like managers. Um, but he was a guy, and he dressed up like a king, and he had a wooden sword. Was it Emmy Sakura? 
I don't actually know. She dresses like a queen. She doesn't dress like a like a superhero. He could even be a queen, <laughs> like, but it looked like a superhero to me. Um, and it's like it is a fine bit. Like it, it's it's an interesting bit. But it's I'm saying that it's like I'm like wait, that's a wooden sword. Uh, I can tell it's a wooden sword. Like there's no. I I feel like it's hard for me to. Like it kind of takes me out of it some, but maybe that's just on me. Cause, but I'm like, I feel like there should be like, you should be like, uh, I don't know, like regular dude. Like there probably is an extreme. Like you can be like an alien. I feel like, and I don't know why that makes any sense. But I'm like, <laughs> oh, they they've had alien wrestlers before. Yeah, uh, alien, or you can be like, oh, we came back from the dead, but somehow superhero wrestlers. <laughs> And none of this really makes sense, so I should just give them, I'm giving them a break, too. But I'm like, for it to be a superhero, I'm like, well, you would need to, like, fly or something. But they did, but then I'm also like, you're st- kind of stealing Thor bits. Like, but I think that's a thing with, like, regional wrestling, or wrestling as a whole, where they're kind of just recycling bits sometimes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I saw that a ton when I went to uh, uh, some shows in Emerald Isle when I used to live in North Carolina. It's that there were... Um, but there were some really entertaining events there, and like, but I remember seeing guys there that were like very, very closely reminiscent to that of like guys. Where I'm like, I oh, man, I've seen this on like TV, and like no disrespect, but I'm like, they're way more confident and way more like well rounded than you. Um, but again, I understand, you know, it's it's an indie promotion, you know, it's and these guys are never going to be on TV, although. Actually, no, one of them did end up getting signed to WWE, which was pretty rad. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that, they, well, if they want to end up on TV. That, that's, like, an interesting thing, because it's, like, somebody last night, there was, like, a tag team called The Flex, I believe, and they were really good. And they, this one promoter guy was like, oh, they'll be on TV in, like, a year. And I was like, well, I mean, if they want to. I mean, I assume that is the end goal, but I'm like, maybe they don't want to be on WWE. You know, no, because uh, there's there's other opportunities right now. It's not they're not the only game in town now. So, but I remember a few years ago that uh, that was kind of the case where like either you wanted to be on WWE or you wanted to maybe go to Japan and wrestle there, yeah. and that was pretty much it. Yeah. I well, I suppose that's it. Um, I may or may not be around next week, by the way, y'all. Um, I am going to be in North Carolina seeing my mom. Oh, uh, I thought I'm, it was an ominous note for a second, but I'm glad that went to a positive <laughs> way. Yeah, but yes. that's the uh, No, no. I've uh, <laughs> taken a much-needed uh, mental health break and uh, have not seen her in about a year and a half. Very excited to see her again. I'm um, going to try to make a trip to Wilmington, but uh, it kind of depends on how things go. Um, if I can't do it this time around, I might uh, aim for like the uh, beginning of the summertime. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting the fuck out of this state <laughs> uh, and just going down and eating a bunch of Bojangles and just relaxing my brain. Well, before we uh, roll out, um, if it, so anyone listening, if you would share your top five or most recent YouTube uh searches or the things you've watched on youtube uh yes just get kind of so when we post this episode just kind of below it just comment what you've watched recently like i i want to see if we can kind of get a feeling of people's personalities you know because we want to know if we're going to hire you for will spot on george center <laughs> so we really need to know Sweet. like who your favorite superhero is or like 
you know, like what color of what's your favorite color of the rainbow? You know, what, those two. What types do your of five YouTube videos say about who your favorite superhero is? Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, whatever. Ding. Choose it on on Zoom. Make sure it's selected on Zoom. You should disassemble the whole stand. Yeah, Johnny Five. Uh, let's see. Yeah, write a literary critique of Stephen King's uh, most famous work. Check, check. From hey. the BOK. Yeah. From, I, I prefer Cell. I think that's it. Do it tap, tap it again. Check, check. Yeah, we have a winner. Cell was a fun read. It sounds like shit on Zoom. I will yeah. say. He oh, usually great. sounds really